When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben Bolin. And I'm Scott Benjamin. And Scott, as we get this episode started, I thought we might try a little bit of an intro, a little bit of a segue. Oh, okay. What do you, what do you got in mind here? All right. Have you heard of the Chelyabinsk meter? I have not. Okay, the meteor, rather. So the Chelyabinsk... Oh, the meteor. Meteor. Oh, you're fooling me. Yeah. I've heard of the meteor. Okay, so you know that one. It was... Uh, it was an asteroid that entered Earth's atmosphere right over Russia just last year, right? February sure. 2013. Mm-hmm. So this was super easy to observe, it turns out, because they had so much video footage of it. You can go on YouTube now and you can see clips of this thing from around Russia. Sure, and you stumped me with the name, but uh, once I heard The Meteor, I think everybody knows The Meteor because it's really the only one that's been captured on video recently. In so many different ways, right? Yes, and there's a reason that it's been captured so well, isn't there? Yeah, there is, and that's because uh, so many people are carrying uh, dash cams. And not just dash cams, but other surveillance forms that we'll talk about as well. But mm-hmm. dash cams are the primary reason that we were able to see so many different views of this thing you know, striking the Earth. Right, yes, and today we are talking about dash cams. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have ever killed a little bit of time on the internet, then you've probably run into a Russian dash cam video where you can see some amazing, terrifying, and hilarious feats of daring-do as well as idiocy. Yes, some uh, tomfoolery going on there. A little bit of fraud. A lot of fraud, actually. A lot of fraud. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about the the Russian stuff in particular. They're they're actually all over the world and in most places. There's a few where places where it's forbidden. Right. We're going to talk about those as well. But, um, man, I guess maybe we should talk... First, about what purpose do they serve? What's the purpose of a dash cam? Or should we even describe what a dash cam is just in general so people know what we're talking about? That's a great point, Scott. Yeah, let's start there. Let's explain how this works and what it is. So it's just a camera in your car. Inside, yeah, it's usually mounted inside the the vehicle, um, just behind the windscreen, uh, typically right next to the mirror. Right. um, Something that's up and out of the way. You don't see a cord attached to it usually. There's a good reason for that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's tucked out of the way, usually very uh, very low profile. Inconspicuous. Yeah, something that you wouldn't see from the outside unless you're really looking for someone with a a dash cam. 
And the good thing about these dash cams is that they continuously record while the vehicle's in motion. So, you know, it's not something that you have to get in and think about setting up every time and, and right. programming and, you know, clicking on and off when you get out. It's something or that, uh, record. There's about to be an accident. Yeah, right. exactly right. Yeah, because you, you never know, right? And, right. and uh, the one time you need it is the time you're going to forget to do that invariably. That's going to happen. Sure. So, you know, the, the good ones are ones that are powered by the vehicle. And we can talk about some features later, too, if mm-hmm, you want, some mm-hmm. specific features that people look for in these things. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them is that you don't have to think about it. You know, it just continuously goes, and when you need it, it's there. Yeah, so that's something that we'll dive into in a little bit. In the course of this podcast, we're going to talk about the basic types of dash cams, why you would have one, who would have one, what they have, and, of course, things to look out for. Yeah, and features to look for. I've yeah. got about, I got a list of about 12 specific features to look for and the surprising, surprising prices of these things. Yeah, no kidding. I was thinking of that too. So uh, first things first, you will most often hear about three basic types of these onboard cameras. Uh, they're called dash cams because that's right. They're typically on someone's dashboard and they're a camera. So it's a portmanteau, um, which I think everybody probably already knew. Uh, so those three types, you've got one that would just be a single camera pointing through a windshield out front, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, I'm going to say that's the most common type. Sure. And then you have multi-cams, so that's more than one camera, which I think is pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool, too. Multi-channel, multi-camera. Exactly. Multi-view. Multi-view, yeah, uh, which, as we'll find, having those other angles is can be pretty important. And uh, the last basic type would be the rear-view camera, right? Mm-hmm. And this is not, no, we, we did a podcast recently on smart rear views and we've done, uh, the backup cameras as the well. The backup cameras as well. Yeah. Uh, this thing is not there to assist you with driving. It doesn't give you any feedback while you're driving. That's this is, a big difference. This is another one of those constant recording. Uh, yes. Just simply uh, documenting what happens on your drive. Yeah. And it makes sense that these could eventually become standard. Uh, but that leads us to, a little bit of a different conversation here, Scott. Why would you want one? Well, there's a few different reasons, right? I mean, I can think of a, a few just off the top of my head. And one is, uh, first of all, it's just a good CYA move on your part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's cover your, you know, whatever you want to put in there. Cover your avenue. Avenue. That's a good way to, good way to say it, Ben. Uh, but it's a, it's a great device to have on board because it's, it's kind of like a witness to everything that happens. Right. And when I read about some of these features, you'll understand just how important that can be and, you know, where it, where it comes into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, a good CYA move on your part, just something to have. You know, that's fine. I mean, um, the other reason would be recreational use, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is maybe less so than, than the others because, you know, the, these continually record. It's not quite like the, uh, like the GoPro cameras where, you know, you have a specific need for them, you use them for, you know, you're going to do a, a track day event or something like that. That's typically what you do is a, uh, GoPro for, you know, like strap it onto something that you're going to do something crazy with, like a, right. a mountain bike or, you know, parachuting or something like that. Um, this is a little different. It's always there. It's always on. You can gather footage from it. You know, if you've gone on a particularly beautiful ride or something, right. something like that, um, you know, it may capture something unusual that happens on that drive that you didn't expect to happen. That's maybe the best use for these things because mm-hmm. you never know when to turn the camera on, right? That's uh, That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's a little trick of it. It's opportunity, right? So, uh, but the, there are other uses too. Yeah, the other one is maybe employer use, and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think about this one. But an owner of a company that has a fleet of vehicles might decide that it's a good idea to install these so they can kind of monitor what's going on out on the road every day because they've got multiple vehicles out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not really able to 
monitor everybody at every you know every turn and be sure. able to figure out what they're up to. So you know, the funny thing about that is Ben, when I think about this, and I've thought about this employer use a few times, and it's it's like okay, you can you can kind of make sure that your employees aren't out on the road acting like a bunch of jackasses, right? But right. you can also use it to kind of like deter that ahead of time because if the employees know that it's there. They're going to maybe be a little bit better behaved, I guess. You know, they're not going to stop off at, uh, you know, well, let's say stop off at the liquor store for 30 minutes and then uh, over to the park for an hour and a half. And, geez, I wonder what's going on there, right? Uh-huh. They're, they're going to be less apt to do something like that because they feel like, well, there's always a chance that somebody's going to take a look at this footage and see what we were up to. So let's keep it on the straight and narrow and, and just get our job done, you know, in a professional way. And that's kind of what they're thinking. And And it's also, again... A CYA move on the other side. So if, if the employees say, look, we didn't have anything to do with this accident. Mm-hmm. Someone ran into us. The employer's got something to back it up and he doesn't, you know, he's got like the best witness there. That's the other thing. So it's, it's kind of like one, one way you can use it to, uh, keep your employees in line a little bit. The other way is like, well, it just helps you, um, it helps you on the other end. If something does happen, you can mm-hmm. say my employees were doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Keeps everybody on the up and up. And that's one of the reasons, uh, when we say employers, guys, we don't, just mean auto fleets or truck fleets uh this could also go for law enforcement oh absolutely yeah. and law enforcement uh in fact they're using entire systems that we'll talk mm-hmm. about but how many times have we seen some incredible police footage you know some some chase footage sure um, or just you know when they pull somebody over for uh you know who knows a routine traffic stop and then it ends in a shootout right or yeah. uh you know they or they Make an arrest for whatever reason. Let's say they're, uh, the person's, uh, DUI. Sure. They're driving under the influence. So they, they make an arrest and they bring the person back and they put them on the hood of the car and then something happens. They decide to struggle and run. Right. Or, um, you know, there's something that it could be used both ways, I guess. And maybe. it's a good, it's a good, I would say invaluable, uh, objective witness at times, which is why, uh, in, in all of the cases we've just named, uh, that's, that's why there's not really anything as good as a dash cam, including having another person with you. I don't want to sound all science fiction-y, Scott, but if you think about it, when it comes to witnesses, it's better to have it on tape than it is to have, you know, you and I in a car going, no, uh, sir, that's how it went down. The camel charged at us. This is the unblinking eye, Ben. This is yeah. the, uh, this is the, the perfect witness, really. It really <laughs> right. is. And the thing is, Ben, you know, if they've got multiple views, like the multi-camera systems that we talked about and, you know, audio to go along with it and night vision and all these other things that we'll talk about, that really becomes a solid piece of evidence that helps you in a court of law if it ever gets to that point mm-hmm. or to prove your side of things that, you know, you've done, you, you were doing the right thing. Someone else was doing the wrong thing, but it could also work against you. You know, your, your dash cam footage could be used against you if you think that you're in the right and, you know, the footage proves otherwise. Right. Yeah. And that's happened to a few people. That's happened in law enforcement. That's happened, uh, you know, in private use as well. It happens sure. all the time. So, so all of these situations, these, these circumstances mm-hmm. that we're talking about kind of go both ways. I mean, it mm-hmm. can, you know, one or the other. It's either used to prove innocence or guilt one way or the other. Right. I love that you say that this can go either way. This can indeed be a double-edged sword. Uh, when we talked about, we just barely mentioned legality. And it is true that in some places, like the United States, it's perfectly fine to have a dash cam because there's not really an expectation of privacy on a public road. That's right. And you do have to, uh, you do have to know your state's laws, whether, whether or not it's admissible in a court of law. Right. That's, that's a big difference. And that could go by state. 
Uh, and in some cases, uh, like in Austria or Switzerland, dash cams are forbidden categorically. That's exactly right. But in Russia, where we talked about, you know, the, this meteor, the, I forget the name of the meteor now, but um, in Russia, all the, where all these dash cams are so widespread, um, it, it's just it's so prevalent there for a very good reason because there is a lot of insurance fraud and mm-hmm. there's also some corruption, some some law enforcement corruption that goes on there. Ah, yes. And they capture that on camera and. I got one quick thing before we kind of get into the the subject or what we've seen on some of these Russian dash cams. Yeah. Well, two things maybe. Okay. The first is that it seems like these dash cams, if you think about it, in most cases it's not really capturing something that's happening to the driver of the vehicle itself that the dash cam is contained in. It's like it's capturing all these uh, these shenanigans that are happening to <laughs> other yeah. drivers. Right. Uh, so you're seeing things that are happening, you know, half a block away or closer, you know, maybe the car right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Most times that's when that's when this stuff is really helpful because you're not getting that multi view where you see what happens to the side of the vehicle or behind the vehicle. Because one of the frauds that we see, Ben, mm-hmm. one of the frauds that we see over and over and over again in Russia is that somebody will stand on the side of the road and just ram their body into the side of a vehicle as it drives by or a bus or yep. anything. Yep. And it, and it lay on the ground and it appears as if that person knocked them over. They've, they've run them over. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. I mean, you could see it's a clear case of fraud. But if you didn't have that camera there, you wouldn't know if it was a fraud. There's this classic piece where there's a big delivery truck backing up. Mm-hmm. And then this guy walks up beside it in the back right, you know, throws a bike under it and then waits for the tire to hit it and then throws himself against the oh. wall. That's exactly right. But see, you know what? The the point is, though, that delivery truck, even if they had a dash cam, it wouldn't capture that. Mm-hmm. That that relies on somebody else having a dash cam that captures that, that then turns over the footage to the police or to the court or whoever and says, or the, the company and says, yeah. you, you don't really have a claim here. The only case that I can really think of that I've, or maybe two, that I've I, that I've really seen that maybe your own dash cam would save you, you save your butt in this situation, is that you know you can see the person ahead of time kind of edging out towards the road, and then at the last second they throw themselves into the, the yeah. side of the bumper. Yeah. That's one. The other one is the the common scam that I see a lot on these these is where in traffic, the person in front of you will throw their car in reverse and back right into your bumper, and we'll then claim you rear-ended. Them. Exactly right. Claim you rear-ended. Them. They get out. They look at the thing, and then typically the driver gets out, points to the points to the dash cam, and the other driver just gives up and walks away because they realize they're caught, that there's no way. Yeah, that's just, it's it's so ridiculous. Now, we do want to say we're not just giving Russia a hard time, although Russian dash cam shenanigans, and I love that you use that word, are the most popular on YouTube. It is also true that in China, um, in Taiwan, uh, other other areas of the world, India as well, these kind of uh, scams can be prevalent. And let me tell you, I've been watching these so often this week, you know, like trying to get ready for this, this podcast yeah. and just seeing what's out there. You know, some of the other, there's crazy accidents that you can't, that are captured as well and high speed chases and all that, you know, but, but these people that throw their body into the side of vehicles every morning on the way into work, I'm edgy now thinking about people doing that because, you know, there's a lot of jaywalkers here on my way into work. You know, they're, right. they're on smaller streets, cutting across in the middle, you know, in between cars, whatever. I'm just waiting for somebody to do that, and you know I have no way to uh, no way to prove that that's what happened, really. Got to get a dash cam, buddy. <laughs> maybe multi camera, maybe. Yeah, multi cameras pointing out all angles. Have a convoy surrounding you, and they have dash cams mm-hmm. as well. Um, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, in some parts of the world, as a driver, this may be a necessity, not just a nice thing to have. It looks like it's getting to be that way. That's yeah, right. absolutely, and. It's strange when you consider at the nuts and bolts level how basic 
a dash cam really is because I think for a lot of drivers in the United States, a dash cam is seen as this sort of expensive, luxurious thing. But we were both pretty surprised when we hit the price points that we'll talk about later. Yeah, that is uh, that is not the case with many of these things, right? Yeah. They're, they're very, very simple. There's also a wide range. Yeah, but simple parts they've got. So, yes, they do have a camera of widely varying quality which we should say at the top and we'll go into in a little bit more detail later. Um, they have some kind of mount. They have, uh, they'll typically plug into your power outlet or for the old school among us, the cigarette lighter in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll also have, typically they'll have a memory stick of some sort. Mm-hmm. And this is where the loop recording comes in because when the memory stick is full on your dash cam, then it just loops back and starts from the beginning. Yeah, it records over top of what's already there. Right. So it's, so things are also being erased at the same time they're being recorded. Yes. And you can stop that process, obviously. Mm-hmm. So if something happens, you need to keep that footage. Obviously, you can, you can start and stop that process in some way. You know, you remove the stick, you, you, there's a way to program it that says, I need, I need this to remain. And uh, you're able to, to rescue that footage from the camera. Yeah, and that is the vital part of the operation when you're going to court or when you're, you know, maybe you're contesting a ticket or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other thing that more and more dash cams have is a global positioning device. Interesting. Which uh, makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Well, what do you what do you think about that, Ben? Like, what's your what are your thoughts on having a GPS device built into a dash cam? Well, from the dash cam perspective, it's good because it allows corroboration. So we know that you know car A was actually in the area that driver A is purporting the car to be in. Sure. However, from a privacy perspective. Again, it goes back to our earlier podcast about the black boxes that the, uh, that the, at least the U.S. government is mandating, mm-hmm. uh, going to cars. Um, I think that people can be alarmist about it because if you have a smartphone with you when you're driving, you already have a GPS device in your car. Yeah. And remember when we were talking about fleet owners just a moment ago, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's another key feature that they look for is because they know where their vehicles are, how fast they were driving, you know, how long they made each stop. Yeah. Uh, all that information is right there. And it just, uh, it just, hopefully it proves the innocence of their drivers. Right. Yeah. This is not, this is not necessarily in, in most cases, at least this is not some nefarious violation of privacy. This is more, like a, uh, a an ability to defend from multiple angles or figure out an objective truth. It's good business. Right, because otherwise, you know, it, if you could, if you wanted to, if you really wanted to and you had a lot of time, talent, and money, I guess you could fake dash cam. But with a GPS, you, you couldn't. Hmm. That, uh, it would be extremely difficult. It's like the plot of a thriller yeah it would have to, you'd have yeah. to recreate everything it would be yeah. very very difficult so ben you know you mentioned mm-hmm. you're mentioning a lot of these already so maybe i feel like we should get into uh you know some of the features oh yeah let's see the features. and i'll tell you i've got a, a short list here it's well it's about a dozen but i'm going to keep it short i'm not going to i'm not going to expand on these too much maybe just a little bit and then before we get to prices okay okay all right so uh we've already talked about some of the, the basics of these things but some of the the things that you would look for in a dash cam if you were to go out and buy one mm-hmm. just kind of a uh a buyer's guide i guess uh the first thing would be uh how discreet is the dash cam 
Ah, good and, call. And, and feel free to jump in on any of these and make a comment because um, discreteness, I think, is is a big, big factor in this because uh, if people see a giant dash cam mounted on your on your front windshield that has a you know a, a I guess a screen hanging down and there it's obvious that you're monitoring everything that may alter their behavior a little bit. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, maybe that prevents something from ever happening. But sure, um, I, I don't know. Is is discreteness a, a critical factor for something like this? Do you think? If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I uh, okay. Let's I mean, go number with, one on the list. Yeah, let's go with worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, so worst case scenario, you're driving and there's a uh, somehow you become the victim of a crime. Sure. And the criminal who could have been caught had the camera been discreet notices it, mm-hmm. takes the camera, maybe as a violent reprisal. Um, and again, that's just such an extreme worst case scenario. Another thing is that. Uh, going back to the way it alters people's behavior, right? Mm-hmm. A uh, discreet dash cam is less likely to get you hassled because in some here in the States and well, you know, in Australia and Austria and Switzerland, it's illegal. But in a lot of other places, um, people who, you know, if you if you're if you're in another country and a corrupt uh, official of some sort knows you have a dash cam, they may just take it. Yeah, there's a good chance of that, I guess. I mean, yeah. you know, my mind instantly went to the, uh, you know, I'm going to nab that dash cam off of that, or I'm going to violently 
remove it from your from your possession, mm-hmm. and uh, and that would be a bad scenario, I guess. Right, because then you'd be out a dash cam. Uh, yeah, exactly right. So let's move on to number two here, yeah. and that is video resolution. Now, this is a big one, Ben, because mm-hmm. what good is having a dash cam if you can't really see what's happening on the dash cam? Oh, yeah, and a lot of dash cams are okay during the day and just piss poor at night. Just And just as kind of a rule of thumb, uh, there's... 640 by 480 was a common resolution, and you may be tempted to buy something like that, but you're not going to be able to see everything clearly. No, don't. If, if you get something that's, uh, you know, that supports like the 720p resolution, which is, I think it's like 1280 by 720 pixels, that's, mm-hmm. that's HD quality video, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you want. But there are some now that are full HD, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of becoming the standard for 2014, and that's 1080p. So, I mean, some of these, and, you know, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, Pretty high-end cameras. Oh yeah. As we get to the price points here, if you're if you're cautious about that, saying like it's going to be too expensive, some of these are available for less than one hundred dollars. And that's the uh, that's the 1080p ones. Exactly right. And there's some that are even going beyond that because the best one right now mm-hmm. supports something like twenty three hundred and four by twelve ninety six pixels and thirty frames per second, which is that's like a professional quality video. That's like what you see on the news every night. Yeah, that's the. Uh that's the GS6000, right? Yeah, that's 87? right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a uh, that's a very high-end v- uh, camera, rather. I don't know how expensive that one is in particular, but we'll get to prices in just a yeah. minute. Uh, the next one that you just kind of mentioned was for number three was night video quality. And this is just good to know because, you know, the the, the dashboard cameras, even with the resolu- resolution of 1080p, they'll capture decent video during the daytime, but at nighttime... Uh, it may be a little questionable what they can capture. You know, if it's right. a license plate or they're trying to read a street sign sure. or see detail of a face, something like that, you know, where it may be very, very important in a, in a court case. Uh, but true night vision isn't necessary for all dash cams, as mm-hmm. you'll find out. You don't have to have anything like that because typically when you're driving at night, you're going to have your headlights on. And there's mm-hmm. going to be some amount of light that's that's cast out there. You're not going to be in a true dark you know, situation where there's there's no light at all. And true night vision would be helpful in that situation, but you don't need true night vision. So there's kind of a a line that you have to walk there, like between yeah. daytime and nighttime quality. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a definite balance game. There is a little bit of a fuzzy area. Mm-hmm. I would say that one of the industries most concerned with the quality of nighttime recording as well as daytime recording will have to be police officers because this also. First off, you you have to have that. If you, if you're a police officer, you have to have something that can be an objective witness when someone's story starts to change, uh, right? Yes, and you know what? Can, you, we're on number three here on our oh, list I'm of sorry. twelve, but yeah. no, 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 don't don't be sorry because you, you brought up as a very valid point. Because I, I just want to talk maybe just a moment, a, a little bit more about law enforcement, if that's okay. Sidebar, uh, just a sidebar, I guess, and it's uh, it's it's a short one, but I want to point out that you know they're they're going with. Whole surveillance system. So they've got backseat monitors. They've got, you know, mm-hmm. monitors that view all the way around the vehicle at certain times, you know, whenever they, I mean, I guess at all times, really. Uh, but you should also know that, you know, when they're, they've got the surveillance system turned on, that whatever is being fed into the vehicle at the time or into the system at that time can be viewed anywhere. Mm-hmm. So this is important to remember, I guess, for you criminals out there, that, um, <laughs> you know, it's not just the dash cam. It can be monitored back at the, uh, at the right, dispatch this- center. Yeah. Back at the headquarters. Yeah. And vice versa. I mean, anything that's recorded at the headquarters can be viewed anywhere that there's a screen or an internet connection, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that they can, you know, pick up anywhere, really. As long as you can, you can see an image, you're able to see what's happening 
on those cameras. You can view it on a mobile device. You mm-hmm. can view it in the cars. And this, so this transmission goes back and forth either way. And it's very, very valuable to law enforcement because, you know, they can keep an eye on what's going on in all vehicles at all times, monitor the situation, send whoever they need to, you know, to, yeah. to for backup, whatever, see exactly what happens and use all of this in a court of law against the, uh, the, the perp, I guess, you yeah. know, in whatever situation. When and it's admissible. It, when it's admissible. And then again, the other way that this works is that if there's a claim of, you know, police brutality, something like that that happens, this footage can be used against them in some situations. So you got to remember all that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget the, uh, you know, the two-way street that this is and, and just how flexible these systems are becoming and how, um, you know, I guess omniscient they are. They're everywhere. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's weird because when we talk about this, um, the question of surveillance naturally comes up, right? Mm-hmm. Who's who's watching the watchers and all that, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Um, one of the strangest statistics I found about this uh, was that in terms of just surveillance, uh, counting closed circuit television cameras mm-hmm. in uh you know, just on a street corner outside of a shop or whatever, the population of the United Kingdom is the most observed population in the world in terms of number of times of day you will appear on a camera. I didn't know that. Just walking through your day. Hmm. Ah, but now that situation may be changing over time because of dash cams. Oh, really? Yeah, because possibly who knows how many times you're being captured on a dash cam as you walk. Ben, as a matter of fact, you and I were on a little uh, field trip today. We've got something coming up that uh, we're pretty excited about. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we uh, we actually went to uh, one of our local museums today. That's right. And we were on camera because uh, we were walking through a courtyard. Yep. And uh, I happened to notice that they were, you know, building an uh, an art installation or something like that. Oh, yes. And they were creating a time lapse video of the whole thing, you know, being installed. And we inadvertently walked right through the middle of it. Right. So, so I was saying, I was just remarking to you as we walked through, like, hey, we're on camera. And, uh, you know, we, we sauntered through as we normally would. But, um, anyways, I think that, you know, you, you forget just how many times a day you're on camera. I mean, and, and with dash cams, this could be hundreds of times a day if you're just walking down the city street. Sure, yeah. It's possible. Uh, you don't have to walk down the street. You can stand at a stoplight. But there's a good chance that no one's really going to even ever look at it because these things do something that's uh, number four on our list called loop recording, which we've already touched on. Right. And that is where, you know, it just continuously records and then re-records over the same uh, the same disc. Mm-hmm. And unless you need something, unless you have to save something, it's going to be lost forever, really. So yeah. uh, this loop recording is an important feature. It's kind of one of these uh, absolute must-haves on dash cams because uh, you don't want to have to continually upload information, you know, that you won't ever use. You'd have, you know, volumes of, of material that you would never, ever look at. That Yeah, that's not the only uh, must-have, though. Yeah, the other must-have is auto on and off, and this is one that we touched on before as well. You know, with the GoPro cameras that we have to turn it on and off, you know, when you when you get in, that's, that's kind of like the deterrent, I guess, for using a GoPro as a dash cam. Mm-hmm. You can use it for fun things, sure, but... Uh, dash cam, a true dash cam is one that you just get in, you don't think about it, you switch the ignition on, and your camera's on as well. Yeah, totally. There's also uh, the, this is one of my favorite, the G sensor, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And that's basically a motion detection device. And what it will do is preserve the area of footage wherein an impact occurs, right? So it'll, yeah. it'll sense an impact, Some boom, somebody uh, stops too late. You know, in traffic at a mm-hmm. red light and they, you know, they give you a 
tap. It might just be a paint swap, but enough to trigger a sensor. And then, boom, your G sensor says, okay, don't delete any of the footage between this point and this point. Sure, I understand. But, you know, here's another situation, Ben. Someone bumps you from behind because that's their fault, right? Right. Typically. Yeah. Usually. If you bump somebody from behind, then it's your fault, typically, mm-hmm. you know, in most cases. Usually, yeah. The camera's not going to capture somebody hitting you from behind unless you have one of those rear-facing dash cams, right? And you can't call it a dash cam at that point. It's just a rear-facing camera. That's true. So I, there's this quandary. You know, it seems like you would want to have a multi-camera system to capture everything because, I don't know, forward-facing dash cam, that doesn't capture somebody smashing into you, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. You gotta well, have multiple just, cameras. Just things that I think about, I guess. But, uh, number seven <laughs> uh-huh. is, uh, parking mode. Now, I had no idea that this was possible. This is pretty remarkable. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. Okay, so if someone damages your car while you're gone, let's say you've parked your vehicle in a, in a parking lot, and someone hits your car and then drives away, the dash cam activates itself. It's, uh, it, there's this parking mode that kind of comes to life and starts recording immediately. So hopefully you'll be able to capture whoever hit your car, or at least you'll know when it happened. And then maybe you can go back to, you know, video surveillance in the garage or whatever and figure figure out who it was, who would have been there at that time and, and match mm-hmm. it up. So uh, this this parking mode is something that I'd never thought of, but what a what a fantastic idea that is. Yeah, this is uh this is perfect and if I had hit a parked car that did this, I would freak out. Well, you'd leave a note. Oh yeah, well I would hopefully not just be hitting parked yeah, cars. That kind of guy, you'd leave a note. I always leave a note. I've, yeah. I've, hit, I've hit a parked car before. I backed into somebody uh, where my wife works. You know, we went on the weekend. We were going to go lot or something. Yeah, we were going to go feed the ducks in the pond or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was backing out and I bumped. I just tapped a bumper like real lightly, but it left a little scuff. And I did the right thing. I left a note and the person contacted me and everything was all taken care of, insurance, all that stuff. But um I felt okay about it. You know, I didn't want to leave. You know, you'd, you'd always be, if you did, you'd always feel like, oh, somebody must have seen that or yeah. you know, a guilty conscience, I guess. People have done that to uh, my car in the parking deck here. Here? So, no yeah. kidding. I've had it happen before as well to the point where someone has bumped a, a fender and I didn't notice it. And then when I went to open the door, it collapsed in between you know, like oh, the, the, the front fender and the door. That's like terrible. Where they, they pinch. Uh, it's, it's yeah. Bad news. So, so uh, wait, this is such a sidebar. Have you ever seen that thing? I've, I've seen these on the web before where there's a note and someone says, you know, hi, my name is John. Uh, I am pretending to write down my information because someone saw me hit your car. Sorry. What a terrible idea. Especially if you feel like, okay, there's a, let's say that there's a, a surveillance camera in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Then, all right, then you, you're able to be captured anyways. And then you're kind of a jerk for leaving that note because they know who you are. And don't think that you can get away with just saying, oh, that may have been my car, but that was a different time. That's not the incident we're talking about because a lot of these vehicles have a date and time stamp as uh, well. Ah, yes. These dash cams have this, uh, this date and time stamp that is used Often now, the critical part of this is that it's set up correctly, so you know you've got it exactly right. right. It doesn't; it's not blinking, you know, December first, nineteen ninety nine, yeah, whatever. You know, it's not doing that. Um, you got to make sure that you set them up correctly. And I, you know, what's weird is I wonder how they figured this out for court cases if it's uh, if it's calibrated correctly. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, you have to make sure that it's set up right, and and it can be used as evidence in some cases. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. 
And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the screen, this is optional. I talked yeah. about this before. This kind of goes back to the discrete angle. Um, you know, it's it's kind of cool to be able to, to see it, I guess, you know, to make sure that what your camera is shooting is what you really want to see. Right. However, it makes it a lot more obvious when it's hanging down from the rearview mirror that, you know, you've got a, an LCD screen. And spoiler alert, when we were earlier talking about combining a rear view camera with a rear facing dash cam, it already happened. There's the HD VR 150. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then you can connect an external GPS module to this one. So that means that the camera can be really small, really discreet, and you can have, you know, kind of this other unit elsewhere in the vehicle and uh, it doesn't draw so much attention as it normally would. Uh, that's kind of a high-end camera, by the way. Yeah, um, it's let's nice. see. The other thing, uh, number eleven on our list here is a uh, dual multi-channel system, which we've talked about. Um, you know, some of the. I, I think that this is kind of the future of of dash cams, really. I think so because I, I really everything do. we're saying, everything we're saying is just proving that it's more advantageous. It, it just seems like it's a much better system, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. you cover so much more. You, uh, you're able to uh, use that in, a, in many more different ways than you would if you had to rely on somebody else turning over dash cam footage of your accident. And it yeah. seems very unlikely at this point. In Russia, again, where so many people have them, it's probably a lot more common, you know, that someone captures it. But here in the States right now, mm-hmm. I think you're better off if you have a multicam system. And the last thing 
is uh, the last thing on this list of features that you're looking for is the power adapter. Now, that might sound a little anticlimactic to a lot of people. Mm-hmm, but it's very important. Yeah. And uh, you may be confused when you first open the box, right? Right, because you'll say, hey, I've got this tiny camera and this 11-foot power cord. Right, and there's a good reason for that. You don't want to have that power cord just dangling down from the rearview mirror like we mentioned. You want to have it tucked up and out of the way. You want it to be concealed. You want it to be relatively discreet, you know, that um, no one, unless they're looking for a dash cam, is going to see a dash cam, and the cord hanging down would be a dead giveaway. Yes, and this goes all the way back to our original point, which we keep talking about, which is discretion, uh, being discreet. And uh, just just to check real quick for our super producer, Noel, here on the ones and twos. Uh, Noel, do you have a dash cam in your car? Okay. Noel's a very trusting individual. I, myself, am going to go buy a dash cam pretty soon because I had no idea how inexpensive they are. Yeah, but you got to be very careful because I looked up prices as well. As you know, I'm sure that you did. We were looking up these uh, as far as like, uh, you know, keywords, cheap dash cam, right? Yeah, I did best dash cam. Oh, wow. You went the other way. Cheapest dash cams. Okay. Uh, What's the range, Ben? It's a shocking range. Well, can I get the cat out of the bag here? Sure. You can get a dash cam for less than $20. I found one for $9.99. You can, and let's amend that, guys. You can get really bad dash cams for less than $20. Sure. Like, they'll show you something was happening outside of your car, but they might break pretty easily. Yeah, it's like, uh, which pixel was that? Right. It'll it'll probably still be a, maybe still be a VGA resolution anyway. Probably. Um, then you can go all the way up to over $200. Over to, you can go up over 400 if you wanted to get the ultimate, like the multi-channel. Multi, multi-view, multi-channel. But you're right. The $200 range is about the maximum, or around the maximum, I guess, for single vision front view camera. Yeah, that's like the top shelf premium stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And that's a, and that's something that a lot of the reviewers, as a matter of fact, will tell you, you don't necessarily need to go to that $200 range. They found that there are a lot of these mid-range cameras, you know, like around the 60 or $80 range mm-hmm. that are, you know, full of functions that have exactly the, you know, similar functions, I guess, maybe not the full resolution that some of the bigger ones have, you know, like that, that, uh, that crazy camera we first talked about, the one that has the, uh, the over. Oh, the 6000? Exactly, yeah. yeah. That, um, they may not have resolution like that, but they'll have good resolution. They'll have decent night vision. They're going to have, uh, the G sensor. They're going to have the parking feature. Right. They're going to have all that stuff for 80 bucks. Which you cannot beat. Uh, this, this is a really important point, Scott, because when it comes to which dash cam should you buy, you really do have to ask yourself what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if you're using it for our, our earlier hypothetical road trippers who just want to capture amazing stuff, then what you want is a full HD, uh, is a full HD camera. And who cares if it's discreet or not? Cause you have to put it on the best place for the, you know, you're not doing anything other than shooting footage. Uh, see, I would almost say that in that case, a GoPro is what you want because I would too. If you're taking a drive on the, uh, on the dragon's tail or something like that, yeah. you know, we see that, you know, motorcycle riders or, or mountain bikers or, you know, surfers or whoever, they use these GoPros and they get excellent footage, mm-hmm. really, really nice footage. But if you're just going to stick it in the, in the front of your vehicle and drive around every day and just capture like your ride to and from work mm-hmm. every single day, that's not going to be so exciting. You're not going to really feel like switching that on and off every single time. And guaranteed, there's going to be times when you forget to do that. Or you go out for lunch in the middle of the day and you forget to turn it on. 
and that's when the accident happens. Right. That kind of thing will happen. So, you know, the, the dash cam prevents that from happening. But again, you know, the GoPros have their place. They have, they have a place if you're going to go on, uh, you know, an amazing drive somewhere, like down the coast. Yeah. And you want to capture everything that you see. Fantastic use for them. And they pr- provide great video. But some of these dash cams can do the same. You just have to remember to remove that memory stick and save that footage because otherwise it's going to be overwritten overnight or, you know, however long the, the disk is, the disk right. space. I don't or know maybe how long it, some of these record. As if, you've, if you've got a, a G sensor, maybe just knock the crap out of your car real quick so it won't delete. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's a great idea. You could just smash the windshield with your, with your fist real quick. Every dent will have a story. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Um, okay, so... Where do we go next? So this is one of my favorite parts of the show, Scott, where I can ask you just a few questions about the future. Sure. Is that okay? Okay. What do you think is the future of dash cams? Well, I really think that the multi-camera uh, systems are, are the way that people are going to start going with them as far as like um, enthusiasts, you know, people that buy them on their own aftermarket. Mm-hmm. But I believe we're going to start seeing manufacturers, you know, starting to include these as optional equipment on some vehicles here. I think that's mm-hmm. just going to happen. Now, I don't know if it's going to be, uh, you know, something that is is 50 statewide, you know, here in the States, you know, if it's going to be allowed in every state because they may have areas that they don't allow that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly what states allow and don't allow these systems right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of like the uh, the emissions thing, you know, the California emissions thing, where they make different vehicles for different uh, different regions. I think they may do something like that. I see. But, but they're already working with cameras as far as, you know, backup cameras and rear view mirror cameras. Why not include a dash camera? That's a really good point. And also, uh, I want, I wanted to ask you what you think about some of the DIY dash cam stuff people are doing. Hmm. You mean, that's kind of like scotch taping the, uh, the GoPro to the window. Yeah. Is kinda, that what you're talking about? It kind of is. And then there, I found this pretty cool forum called Dash Cam Talk. And in Dash Cam Talk, there are a lot of people talking about how to make their, uh, dash cams more discreet. Oh, I see. So taking a dash cam system and mm. somehow, uh, you know, integrating it into the rearview mirror itself. Hiding it. Yeah. yeah well, that's pretty cool. Or maybe even putting it, well, I guess you couldn't put it behind the glass, really. And, you know, in front of the glass. You'd want it inside protected. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought of that. That's a, it's a different angle. But, um, man, why not? I mean, people take things to extremes, right? I mean, so this is just another thing that, you know, people will likely take to an extreme and, and start to, uh, really figure out ways to make them very, very discreet so that no one has any idea that they're there. Last question. Mm-hmm. Dash cams on motorcycles. For it or again it? Oh, definitely for it. Okay. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, for it. Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, how many times have you we seen uh, motorcycle riders here with the GoPro on their helmet? Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time, you know, and people have them mounted to the bike itself. So, you know, why not have a uh, a dedicated system that's on a motorcycle? I wonder how the uh, the, the G-sensors and things deal with that. Because it's a bit, too. it is a bit more rough, I would guess, mm-hmm. in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know, that's an interesting case. What, what do you think? Do you think, um, that's something that motorcycle riders should have? I think that it is in the best interest of a biker to have it, mm-hmm. just because most of the accidents that occur and involve a motorcycle are not the biker's fault. Most of them are incautious drivers. So we're talking about like the motorcycles going down the road, someone pulls out in front of them and they end up flying over the hood. Exactly. Type of thing. Well, that would capture that exactly yeah. perfectly. That's exactly what they're looking for, I guess. I right. Mean, in, in that type of footage. I mean, not that they want it to happen, but that, uh, you know, if you're able to prove that that's what mm-hmm. happened, 
great. Well, that's I your, mean, that's your case right there. The thing is, all the bikers that I know are uh, some of the most aware people on the road mm-hmm. that you'll meet, and they and you have to be if you're on a bike. So. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, how many times have we seen people cut in front of bikes? You know that uh, just you know accidentally, inadvertently, mm-hmm. they don't mean to. They just didn't see them. They were in a blind spot. You know they. They came up too quickly behind them, whatever the case may be. But right. um, it would be a great thing for a biker to have, you know, a little bit of documentation behind them if they were ever to have to go into court for something like that. Now, Scott, we're going to have to go ahead and wrap up this episode because I want to get back to watching some dash cam car shenanigans. Definitely. Um, not that I'm laughing at anyone's tragedy. But I do enjoy seeing the fraudsters get busted. You know what I'm more uh, excited about watching is the What's dash cam police footage, you know, where they, uh, where, where the high speed chases and things like that, yeah. and, uh, pulling over people that become belligerent and, you know, uh-huh. things like that. I mean, it's interesting to watch. Sometimes, uh, you know, some bad, bad things happen, but right. very interesting footage. I love the high speed chases. Yeah. And there, the, uh, one other thing though, it is possible for people to shoot, you know, comedy stuff parroting these sort of things or as a parody rather so be cautious when when you're watching this if it looks too funny to be true it just might be a healthy dose of skepticism never hurt anyone we've seen some bad fakes we've seen some bad fakes oh yeah man and some good fakes there's some that uh, that will have you fooled Mm -hmm. right up until something happens when it's like okay it was a joke right and here's our logo or whatever it happens all right, so we are going to go ahead and head out for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'd like to hear your dash cam experiences. You can find us on carstuffshow.com. Hit us up on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and send us an email directly. We are carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.